Welcome to Politically Incorrect, number one, August 23rd, 2021. Uh, we are your hosts. I'm Hamilton Steele. And I'm Ghost, his assistant for most of his endeavors. Well, um, what I do, Hamilton Steele is my most notorious and best well-known stage name. Is because I am an adult industry performer and producer. I, on the other hand, am I'm mostly behind the scenes, so you know, I'm not a name you will have heard of unless like you listen to our other podcast. Well, henceforth the name Ghost, because nobody even knows you exist. Exactly. Now, you're the support services. Now this this uh, entire conversation here that's politically incorrect, it has nothing to do with the adult industry whatsoever other than two facts one we've had a lot of people who've been asking us to do this and that's because well the politics has infiltrated everything that's we've danced around the topic in the past yeah because we're greatly influenced how we do business is really influenced by the environment yeah. right? everyone's business has been influenced especially in recent times yeah and the second thing is we have a very unique perspective on everything because I think it's safe to say the adult industry is an extreme capitalist opinion approach to the world. It's, it's an industry it's that's... It's a very capitalistic industry. because yeah, we literally... It also deals with the most base desires of people. Yeah. And we're just here to make a dollar. More or less, yeah. You know, uh, we're everything that uh, a liberal slash socialist slash communist slash so whatever, social justice, whatever, would hate about capitalism because, you know, we're, we're not here for the benefit of anybody's life. I mean, we're not here for freedom of expression or anything to that effect. I mean, you know, although we say we're here about freedom of speech, we're really just here. We to just make... want freedom of speech so we can continue doing what we're doing. Absolutely. That really ticks them off, but at the same time, we film uh, people that are in the lesbian, bisexual, trans, etc., etc. community. So you know, as long as we can make a buck off of it, we yeah. film it. Yeah, we don't really w care. Within reason, there's certain well, no goes. There's certain no goes. I'm not gonna film a snuff film, and I'm not gonna film child porn. But exactly. Anyway, that's just to acknowledge the perspective on this. So well, I think we'll drop that and uh, just suffice that we told people. Yeah. And let's get into. Uh, Move on to the elephant in the room? Yeah. COVID. <laughs> Godzilla in the world. Rough times we live in right now because of all of this, eh? Yep. Yeah. And uh, my honest opinion on this whole thing is, from day one with COVID, is adapt to die. Meaning? Well, I kind of look at it this way. You know, your grandmother might be a nice person. The guy down the street could have been a great guy. Your kid's probably wonderful, etc., etc. And I don't doubt that you love all these people. But if they can't survive the disease, oh well, it's not my problem. That's, yeah, that is pretty callous. Well, it's not. I, I understand why you say it's callous. But you got to kind of look at it from a different point of view. I mean, these, this, this isn't my family. Yeah, it's not your responsibility to it's not provide my problem. for them. So why am I providing for them? You know, when, when you shut me down, I'm not providing for them. Yeah. Well, I am technically am providing for them because the money that I could be earning has now been removed. So I'm now funding 
your grandmother's therapy. Why am I being held responsible for that? And to hold me responsible for your grandmother or whoever else is dying from COVID, I think you know that is the height of entitlement. Yeah, I can see that. That's... You know? See, I, I kind of look. It's at like it. somebody, a crippled person who gets around in a wheelchair, demanding that everyone else must move around in a wheelchair, just yeah. so it's all fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at the very least, they're demanding that everybody's got to drive slower, and that uh, you know, uh, every shelf in the store now can't go above a certain height. Or everyone's house has to have a mobility ramp. Even uh, though they're yeah. never going to have anyone in their family, close circle, anyone go up to their door. Well, this is just it. This is just it. So I look at it this way. Now, if I had somebody, a loved one that was dying from COVID, yeah, it's going to hurt. But am I going to expect, you know, other people to look after my problems? No. I expect you to look after yours. If anything, you, if you wanted someone to look after their, your, your grandma, you would pay them. Yeah. You would give them some sort of incentive to do yeah, it. Absolutely. And I think the adapt or die thing, you know, with what's going on, because people are getting the vaccine, and they're finding out that the vaccines ain't all that great. I mean, I mean, honestly, what did you expect? It, yeah, it, it's been rushed. Vaccines take years to freaking well, develop properly. You know, I don't want to get into the, uh, shall we say, the conspiracy theory of all of it, because you know I'm not a scientist, but I did study computer science. And a huge part of what I was originally in computer science, like, I mean, I'm a certified Microsoft engineer, I mean, I'm not an idiot, is I had to take mathematics. And once you get into the math of everything, I mean, that's, that's a whole different, different sort of circumstances. Statistical analysis? Statistical analysis. And when I look at it, what are the stats? They're showing that the people who got the job are getting disease. Yeah. And in many cases, they're getting it worse. The people who didn't. I mean, up in yeah. Boston. Uh, so forget the uh, the area out there. I think it was uh, I can't remember. But uh, seventy four percent of the people that were hospitalized with COVID were fully vaccinated. Yeah, that's that's not normal. And I mean, by their own words, they said about the vaccine, it doesn't stop you. From catching it doesn't stop you from spreading it and it doesn't stop you from transmitting it no but that's the case for most vaccines most vaccines are just there to attenuate the symptoms well you know so what bloody good is it again okay and at that point i will say this much if i want my symptoms attenuated i'll go get the vaccine if i don't want my symptoms yeah. attenuated then i won't I look at the way uh, modern America is, and I look at the uh, way that the average person is in the Western society. I mean, quite frankly, you know, it's your choice. The vast majority of people are freaking obese. Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, no matter what's the disease, if you have pre-existing health conditions, you're gonna get worse. Obesity being one of them. Yeah, that, that okay. is a serious health condition, obesity. Do you know how many people are alcoholics today and don't even know it? It's like, I don't get drunk every night, but, you know, come the weekend, you know, they've had like six beers in an evening watching TV. 
No, I can't say I've actually looked into that. Yeah, well, there's a lot of, quite a few of them. Like, I mean, I don't have an official statistic on it. It's just personal observation, but yeah. There's people who smoke. There's people who vape. There's people who do drugs. And yes, pot is a drug. Uh, there's people who, uh, you know, every time they get a little headache or a little, uh, stomach cramp or something, they're going to the medicine cabinet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, antibiotics are abused left, right, and center. How many freaking new uh, antibiotic-resistant diseases we got? Exactly. Now, I can only comment on myself. Maybe it's because I'm in front of the camera still, even at my age. But you know me. How many times do I go to the gym? Well, at least five times a week. Easily. I mean... I mean, you don't take the car for it either. I know no. you. you. You you take a bike there. Oh, yeah. So it's double exercise. Yeah, well, you know me. If it's under three miles, if it's under five miles, I pretty much take my bike. You know? Especially with the price of gas. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other kettle of whims right now. And I can run a mile and a half when I push it. I got to say, I got to push it. I do a mile and a half in about nine minutes, give or take. And people are going like, well, that sounds impressive. No, that is freaking really impressive. A 20-year-old does a mile and a half. That's impressive. A guy who's, you know, in his 40s does a mile and a half. They're like, wow, what the heck happened? And I didn't get that way overnight. No, nobody does. Okay, I take my health seriously. There's some freak of nature if you do. (laughs) Well, I take my health seriously, even right down to the food that I buy and whatnot. You know me. So again, I said back and I say adapt to die. And I think at this stage with lockdowns and the government tyranny and wanting uh, vaccine passports and all that other sort of stuff. The hypocrisy of that though. And the hypocrisy. I mean, the White House, you're not required to have a vaccine. No, I'm thinking like, like I mean, no jab, no job. Democrats pushing for the vaccine passports. But on the other hand, they're bitching about the Republicans asking for... Um, voter ID. Voter ID. So... You're mad that the Republicans want you to show ID so you can vote. Meanwhile, you want everyone else to show uh, ID to be able to do basic, like, freedoms and liberties. Well, you see, you and I hold the two totally different things here. Maybe it's just because uh, you were the adult industry coming from, from Europe, and I'm the adult industry coming from North America over here. And you kind of still look at the politics coming from France with your... I don't know, 35 party system that you have over there. And me coming from North America over here, where, you know, money rules, I look at it, I think these people are just all one big political party that they're just putting on a big show. They all know each other, that's for sure. They all know each other, they all get along, they all high five each other. I mean, this is just like watching wrestling. They get out on the stage, oh, I hate your guts. Like, I mean, you know. And they go backstage, they're in the dressing room together. Hey, you know, uh, what you doing later tonight? You want to come on over to my place for the dinner? Though, you know, wife's making something or whatnot. I mean, it's, that's what I see. Or they're going to go out and they're going to do a celebrity uh, show together, some sort of act of philanthropy or who knows what. What gets me about all of this is the media silence. I mean, we've gone from uh, a one-sided narrative on COVID directly to just... if. It doesn't fit that narrative. It doesn't get said. It doesn't exist. I mean, uh, good case in point. Like, I mean, I talked to colleagues out in Australia. I talked to colleagues that are out in England. And as one guy put it, he says, you know, 15,000 people show up for a protest. The police are all lined up trying to stop this protest. Or at least keep people from burning the place down, you know. And you hear nothing. It's dead silent. Especially overseas out here. 
there's nothing in the news. It does not exist. And... I mean, same thing in France. France, uh, The French president had shit dumped on his head by an airplane. Well, uh, was it an airplane or was it... Uh, I think they did both. I don't know. But I did see the video clip where... The where wind, they were spraying him. They were spraying it right into his apartment. I mean, a farmer came by with one well, of those Well, it's not really gators. an apartment. It's like the French equivalent of the White House. Sort of yeah, the, the door... The, they discovered that one of the windows on the balcony was open. And he had one of those... I don't know, manure irrigators. <laughs> manure irrigator. Well, I don't, I don't think there's such a thing as a manure irrigator. But I don't know what you call it. I'll be honest. But again, I'm not a farmer, so... I'm not a farmer either, okay? I'm a, I'm a smut peddler. And the balcony window was open, and the farmer just stopped right there, and he was just dumping it straight into the place. And the media is silent on it. You literally have to go to the obscure places on the internet in order to, to see this. And when you do go to that, if you try to show anybody this, you get that glazed over look. Oh no, uh, you're a conspiracy theorist. Well, you know, it, it's... Being anti-conspiracy theorists is ludicrous. Like, yes, there are some conspiracies that are just insane, like aliens from Alpha Centauri are shape-shifting into I don't know what. But the base concept of a conspiracy theory is you're theorizing that someone is conspiring. Well, people conspire all the time for any number of reasons. Yeah. Like, there's a hot girl at the end of the street and you want to hook up with her. Well, you start conspiring to find a way to freaking start flirting with her. Well, we do and that. The act of theorizing is the basis of science, the scientific method. You develop a theory and you try to prove it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And we do it too in our industry. I mean, you know, how do we get the girls in here? How do we get the people to work for us? I mean, we're constantly trying to work an angle. And what gets me is if Black Lives Matter was to go out, if let's just say 50 people were to stand in front of a business for Black Lives Matter, Screaming that something is wrong. National headlines. National headlines. Absolutely national headlines. And I wonder to myself, and I ask this, how far are you willing to let this go? The public is the one that gets me the most because you and I in our industry, we're kind of like cockroaches. I mean, you know, you can impose government tyranny on us, etc., etc., and all that stuff. But the government's going to turn around. They're going to look at guys like us. People do that all the time, and they sit back and they say, well, they can fulfill a need. They're useful. And us being the way we are, what do you want? Yep. Blunt, what is it you want? Uh, worst case scenario, these guys have sexual perversions. Okay? And as I've always put it, I mean, you take a look at Cuomo. I mean, hey, buddy. Paisan, Italian the Italian over here, you know. Why didn't you just give me a call? I could have given you anything that you wanted, pal. And in a worst case scenario, what you would have gotten is a girl would have said, it's going to cost you a hundred bucks more. And I know you got the money. But, you know. Politicians are not known for their wits. Well, you know. Especially is... nowadays. I think this is kind of what brings it into the next part about this whole thing is is that what we have is a media-driven narrative. And 
what everybody is getting their information from is from cable news and they're getting it from social media and they're kind of getting the kind of news and the information that shall we say titillates them sensationalizes it you mean that, well that's what they want i mean you, you, you gotta kind of look at it like, i mean we deal in personalities all the time yeah i mean this is this is how we market our stuff like i mean uh, there's a certain type of person that's going to look for a certain type of video and a girl that looks a certain way and we always make that assessment right off bat you know how much is this guy going to give us for this is it worth our time and energy pursuing it and these people sit at home for the most part in their lives and they don't do anything. anything I mean and they go on to social media and the way the internet works what you search on is what is they're going to yeah. give it you and they're going to keep use your tailored content yeah they're going to keep offering you more of it more of it so, so you, you never you never really get anything that like challenges your preconceived notions no. because of it well, you know, what we do in the adult industry is 99.9% .9 internet today. Yeah. Okay. And we understand how it works because we play the same tricks. We, we manufacture consent. I mean, do we use fake bots? Yeah. All the time. Do we pay people to, to shill for us on the internet? All the time. All the time. I mean, there's entire websites where we go there and we, we help each other out. Hey, listen, I'm shilling this site. If I shill your site for you, will you shill mine? Yeah, okay, and we, we do that. So you're telling me that big business doesn't do that as well? Of course they do. Well, government doesn't do that. Government does it. It's, it's the foundation of it. What do you think when you buy a new computer, there's so much stuff pre-installed on it? Yeah. That is literally your computer manufacturer shilling for those companies. And we're doing that with our brains. I mean, when you go to the social media, what you're doing is you're installing somebody else's programs into your brain which is a really kind of technical way of saying you're brainwashing yourself they call it rad they called it a few years ago you're radicalizing yourself because they were anti-islam and whatever but you're really doing the same thing today i mean you're radicalizing yourself and i always have to ask the question because oh, the, the the whole like hero rhetoric they were spewing yeah. That's you get these people that aren't doing anything, and all of a sudden you're trying to make them think that they're being so great, so wonderful, and they're accomplishing something. And inherently, if anyone tries to challenge that idiom, they get on the defensive, they get hostile, and they're like, "No, you're doing this, you're bad." Blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right, and that's because. The vast majority of people, I mean, I'm not even going to say it's the average person. I'm going to say it's the exception that is not a coward. The vast majority of people, the 99% are cowards. And it didn't take much. I think uh, Goring, uh, Goring, uh, the Nazi. Goring? Goring. 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 No, I think it's Goring. No, I can't pronounce it. I got that bad accent. Well, we're not German, so. Yeah, I'm not German. And they asked him at one point, how is it that you were able to whip up the whole public to do what you wanted them to do? Because you got to think about it, okay? Riding out your neighbor to go be put in a gas chamber, that's pretty freaking horrific. I mean, you really have to suspend not just common sense. You have to throw all morality, all humanity out the window to do that. 
and put it. He says, I didn't have to do anything except just make him scared. And case in point, with the whole COVID situation over here, we have had a year. Of fear-mongering. Well, we've had a year and a half of people masking up, living indoors, scared to get near anybody. Being told they're going to die if they do. And you take these same cowards and you turn their fear. That's, this, is, this is beautiful marketing here. They've turned their fear into a virtue. So they get to be scared. They get to be cowards. The world is a cruel place. The world is a tough place. You will die. That, no matter what you do, you will die. It's just a question of when and how. It's going to happen. You know, you can walk into that place for the COVID vaccine. Okay, get your final shot, your booster, whatever it is. Walk out towards your car. And some guy in a drive-by accidentally puts a gun, puts a bullet through your head. That's how life works. You walk over a manhole cover, it breaks and you freaking... You fall in. Lightning does strike. It's gonna happen. Pass by a construction site, brick falls. Brick falls on your head, that's happened. Driving down the road, the wheel falls off of a transport truck. Truck Straight straight through your windshield. That happens. Life is filled with uncertainties. And you don't know how long you're gonna be here. And even during this whole COVID shutdown, you think you're safe hiding in your house. But you get into the bathtub to take a shower once a month. You slip on the bar of soap and you go straight through the glass doors and nobody finds you for three weeks. Yep. Especially with COVID, I mean, nobody's checking up on you. Groceries are piling up in front of your place, whatever. I mean, you gotta get used to it. You're sleeping, a house fire starts. Fear, and this is why I say adapt or die. Fear does not stop you from dying. But sure as hell can stop you from living. And that's what we've seen. We've seen a year and a half that people have not been alive. We've seen a year and a half that people are at each other's throats. And it's all because of this cowardice. Cowards commit the worst atrocities in this world. And I can say that from our industry perspective because we see this on the small scale a microcosm okay we see couples come and die in the street mm-hmm. okay and the girls are always the ones that bring the man into the industry well that's because male talent is cheap in our industry well it's cheap but it's also difficult to find good male talent yeah okay and i'm not but, gonna but get finding a man who's a, who who's, can do a job let's put it that way we're, Performing we're, in front of a camera is difficult. It's difficult. Well, we finding don't. someone who is but interesting guys, of being paid to... Yeah. That's not The girls hard. come in, and with the girls, it's it's really not that hard. If she's willing to go, I mean, the, the mechanics are there. But you see the husband, or the boyfriend, off to the side, and he's literally living in fear as to what's going to happen when that other man takes his clothes off. You know, he, he's, he's just filled with all kinds of anxiety. And it's a very intense moment in some occasions because we're looking, is this guy going to go overboard or is this going to be okay or what's the case of it, you know? And we try to weed them out before it ever gets to set. I mean, we've seen a lot of people. So that fear, that guy's so scared, trying to protect what he has, 
that there is a definite possibility that he's going to, you know, he was on set. He saw something that he didn't like. Go he, postal. Yeah, he's going to come back with a shotgun or something. You know, that does happen. Uh, thankfully, it's never happened on our set. I mean, we've heard stories where guys have gone off, started swinging at people. I mean, you know, it happens. You know, we've even had a couple of tense moments, but, and it's because of that cowardice factor. I mean, he's scared. And it's like dogs. Which dog is likely to bite you? The one that's standing there looking at you like the junkyard dog with his teeth bared, ready to rip your throat out if you make the wrong move? Or the one that's scared? The one that's scared. Yeah. The one that's got his teeth bared is letting you know. You stay on your side of the fence, we're not going to have a problem. You come over my side of the fence, game over. Whereas the scared dog, I mean, you know, you look at him too long and he's going to jump up in the air because he's terrified and go after you. With that whole cowardice bit, the thing I think that got me the most out of all of this was conservatives. I mean, all talk, no bite, no bite, no action, nothing. Not even a scared dog. I mean, yeah, I, I, I've never seen anything like it. Like, I mean, uh, I, I don't know how it's like out in France over there for you, but you know, um, I should. I lived there for quite some time, but. Over here in, in the United States, I mean, you know, we've always got the angry redneck that's always saying, I got me and my guns, you know. Y'all better keep back right now because I got me and my guns. No government's going to take me down. And You haven't heard anything about what, any of them using it. I haven't heard a damn thing. Now, that could partially be media just covering it up again, but at the same time. Something. Yeah. I'm not seeing anything except, you know, the occasional... One person. I mean, according to some um, to some uh, surveys, as much as thirty percent of the American people think that Biden cheated on the election. Mm-hmm. You would think by now you would have heard at least in the news someone try and take up Biden for it. Well, they're saying that's what the January sixth insurrection was. I say that was just a bunch of loons that were on a rampage. You know, at best. At best. I mean, and they weren't even a Black Lives Matter rampage. Yeah, it, 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 it was pretty pathetic, all things considered. Yeah, but they're making more noise about that than... <laughs> than Black Lives Matter, which killed how many people? <laughs> I, I, I will say this much, as far as I'm concerned. One leftist group, one liberal, socialist, whatever group, with a match, does more damage, okay, than... 100,000 conservatives armed to the teeth. Yeah, I can, I can see where you would go, where, I mean, where you're getting at. You got all these guns. And I was, we still hear them. I got me guns. Don't let them try any of that stuff over here with me. Because I'll, you know, and it's like, pilot, you won't do anything. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been of that whole opinion. You're not going to do a damn thing. You know, they're about the only way you're going to do something is if a robber comes in your door at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yep, that's pretty much it. Okay, and that's it. That, that, you know, and for that, you don't need an entire arsenal. No. Pistol will do it. Yeah. Whereas if the police showed up at your door tomorrow, you know what we're going to get? Well, no, sir, I'm a law-blind citizen. I will comply with the law, but I'm going to go talk to my lawyer over here, and uh, we're going to line up all of my guns, and you take them away, and I'm very angry, and I'm going to put a blog up, a uh, post or something on Facebook that you did this. That's it. Yeah. 
End of. Think government's scared of that? Government don't care on it. They know you're not going to do a damn thing. And that's why they're getting away with it. You know, they've been getting away with it for a long time. The other group that got me the best out of this whole thing are the churches. I mean, they showed the real color. I mean, I used to be Christian. I'm not anymore. And it's right in their books, all of this stuff. And if you've ever tried to sit and talk with these pastors and these people, they don't do a damn thing. Mm. I think part of it, the reason why they shut down is they, they've got the... the they're, they're, they're getting funded by... They're getting kickbacks from the government. Oh, yeah. I think it's the 503 status, 501 status. Well, I don't know the legal thing. details of it, but... Well, it's the non-profit sort of thing, you know, and... I think there was. I think a lot of it is that. Um, I think really these pastors and most of these priests are probably nothing more than smaller versions of politicians. It's the same kind of person. I think what they've got here is a get out of life free card. You know, monopoly is that get out of jail free. Well, they got to get out of life free. I mean, I mean, think about how cushy a job a pastor is. All you got to do once a week is stand up there and say. Oh, Lord, I lift your name on high. Smile real nice at everybody and tell everybody, don't worry if your life is shit and it's falling apart. Oh, Jesus is there for you. Jesus is there Just for say you. his name, you're saved. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, your life doesn't get any better. I mean, they're, they're, they're no different than uh, Barack Obama was, you know, a few years ago standing on his campaign trail going, yes, we can. These can guys, what? Murder a bunch of people these with drones? People. Yeah, well, uh, just that. I mean, the guy, you know, the guy's got a Nobel Peace Prize, and he also maintained an assassination list. I mean, what does that tell you about it? He got a Nobel Peace Prize for being freaking elected. He, he, got he a didn't no even do that himself. No, he got a Nobel Peace Prize because he's black. Yeah, he got a Nobel <laughs> Peace Prize because he got elected and he's part black. Yeah, well, whatever. I mean, you know. but He, he accomplished nothing. But he basically stood there, and what he did was he looked at the audience. They were dazzled by the color of his skin. And he just sat there, and he did this big, goofy smile. And he said, yes, we can. And it was a simple slogan, and everybody shouted back, yes, we can. And at the end of the day, I mean, look at the mess we're in. It started, well, you know, it started with George. It's been going on for a while, let's be honest. But the point is... He stood there and he did that. And you look at these church guys, and I mean, we are the church! And you come in and they take some guy and he's, he's down on his luck. He's looking for a job. He's looking for help. He's looking for somebody with an answer. And I've seen this in the churches when I was a Christian. I've seen it come in. And the hypocrisy of it all. The hypocrisy. And they walk into these churches and they say, Look up to the cross. Leave your cares and your worries at the foot of the cross. And the guy's sitting there and he's like, I'm about to become homeless. Can I move into your garage? I'll pray with you. Well, at best, well, we got this organization over here maybe we could steer you towards. They don't do anything. Yeah. And as far as the scriptures are concerned, well, you know, I've read the book of Revelation. And there's a, a whole lot of it in there about this thing called the Mark of the Beast. You think it's COVID? I don't know if it's about COVID, but I would think to myself, if you're a Christian, it's something that you got your eye open for, that you're constantly watching. Like, well, where are you getting away with all of this over here, you know? 
you wouldn't be inclined to jump on the uh, get yourself jab bandwagon so quick but you know the church that's down the road for me is one of those big non-denominational mega churches and they had a huge freaking blooming don come get vaccinated party in their parking lot yeah i think the problem when it comes to number of the beast is a lot of Christians are thinking it's going to be like proverbially, hey, come here, get your number of the beast with a freaking like guy with hooves, red horns, freaking staying there presenting. And you know if what? that was the case, no one would get it. It wouldn't happen. And you, and, and you know what they'll do? You know what they'll do? I guarantee it, okay? Is if it was like that, exactly like that, these guys are going to pull out the book and they go, no, wait a minute. It says in over here that it's not going to happen like this. It's going to happen like this. There's an error in it, okay? The translation of this word, or this word was out of place, or whatever it is. So, no, it's not the mark of the beast. I can get it. I mean, I read the book of Revelation. Guess what it says? Very few people are going to avoid it. So, guess what you are? <laughs> You're actually fulfilling it by doing nothing. You know, there's your prophecy. And you try to explain to these people, no, you, you, you just can't talk to them. And, you know, and as I said to one pastor, I says, do you believe in the devil? Because he shut down. And he said, I do, I believe in it. And he went on for five minutes. Well, it's going to save my soul, right? And I looked the guy in the face and I says, do you think the devil can read? Yeah, what do you mean? Absolutely can read. I said, do you think he's ever read the book of Revelation on how he's going to fail? <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, here's, a, here's a being that has been around since uh, before humanity ever made its appearance. Your scriptures. You tell me that he hasn't bothered to read that book, that this is, uh... All written? Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, come on. I know I would. Wait a minute. You know, we got a coming, upcoming battle coming over here. What's this book on saying that it's... Uh -huh, uh -huh. Well, you know, if I change this little circumstance here and back, of course I would. And on that note, they say, no, it's going to be on the hand and on the forehead. And I go, I don't know. I walked into places, and I had my temperature taken off on my freaking forehead, and I had my temperature on taken off my wrist and the whole thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we're already sudden getting back into, you know, passports and health and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, so. And now we talked about actual passports, like in the wrist, fingerprint, and stuff like that. Yeah. Would be a freaking stretch for them to implement something like that for COVID. <laughs> Oh, they already are. You know that. I mean, Israel's probably the most vaccinated nation in the world, okay? And they're already freaking out because the vast majority of outbreaks are occurring amongst the vaccinated. Well, it stands to reason. If you've got a population that's like 80% vaccinated, and it's, it's close to that. If not, maybe it's actually more. And they're still blaming the unvaxxed. It's and insane. they've got health passports and the whole bit. And I'm like sitting back on wait a minute you 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 dumb dummies it wasn't even a hundred years ago i mean it was you've got people that are still alive from the holocaust you still got okay a lot of them are in their 90s but the point is you've got people who were in the concentration camps i remember all this bullshit. who lost the mother the fathers the, the whole thing talking to me about covid and people dying Okay? Hey, I'm just saying, let God take them. Whereas these people are sitting back, you know, saying, government's going to take them. And here you are telling people, put the Star of David back on. Yeah, in yeah. a way. Yeah. Here you are 
And with all these booster shots, and I saw that coming. You saw that coming. Yeah. I mean, we knew it. Okay, again, all right? I mean, what do we learn in the adult industry? When I get a video that makes a heck of a lot of money for whatever reason, because it's happened to us. You do number one, two, two three, three, four, four five, five, six, seven, eight. I try to keep the formula going, okay? We're just as bad as Hollywood. Like, I mean, Rocky 72. I mean, you know, if you could get away with it, Die Hard 154. I mean, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean 9,996. I think Fast and Furious would be a better example. Well, but... Fast and Furious, okay? You know, uh, we do that. I mean. Oh, boy, has that series evolved. <laughs> the point of the matter. Yeah, we branch off. And we do that. So why would not companies that are manufacturing vaccines want to do it? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, they you do think it. they don't want to give you a shot on a regular basis? <laughs> Every six months you gotta come in now. So now you have to. It's not very profitable for them if they can only vaccinate but somebody once in this, their life. But think about this, okay? This is a huge faith of trust, okay? In Every a, single drug that was ever recalled was once put on the market. Well, yeah, there's that point. And also, pretty and it had FDA approval. Yep. And also, like, what pharmaceutical company in existence today has not had some sort of horrible scandal in some third world nation where they did terrible oh, yeah. shit? They've all, they've all had it. They all, they've all had it. I mean, back to our industry over here. Okay? And you think he can sue them? <laughs> no, you can't. But back to our industry over here. Here's a good example. Our industry. We have this organization in our industry called the Free Speech Coalition. Okay, the drug manufacturers, the big pharma, they got their organization called the FDA. Now, well, let's do you think the drugs emissions? Just, 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 just let me finish it. Now, do you really think that the Free Speech Coalition actually gives a damn about freedom of speech? Do you think that the average person who gets censored on the internet by Facebook? That the Free Speech Coalition is going to say, let's open up a case file and go and argue for them? No. No. You know what they're there for? Me. Right, this guy's making smut. Okay? He wants to do big blank bling and all that whatnot in this whole thing. And you're saying that's it's vile and vulgar. So we're going to defend them. In return, I kick money back to them. FDA is the same thing. Big Pharma drops money. Because they've got all of their lobbyists into the pockets of the politicians. The pockets of the politicians then fund the Food and Drug Administration. It's 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 a, yep, it's a big incestuous family. The FDA does not give a darn about anybody's health. What they're there for is to protect big pharma. They turn around and they say like this: "Well, we've looked it all over. It's approved. Go ahead." And you knew these vaccines were going to get approved. It takes five years to get a vaccine on the market normally. And boy, we've done it in what? Six months? Eight months? Not even. It took longer than that to develop it. This is the sort of stuff that's going on right now. And people are lining up to get it. And I've always said to myself... They're well, rushing towards it. They're, they're running. They're running. I mean, uh, I've seen the videos where people have gotten the, the jab and they've fallen over. Now, some of them maybe is because I'm like that. You know, I'm scared to death of needles. But it's always the same people that push this over and over and over again, this sort of stuff. I mean... Cowards. It's the cowards. Uh, it's always these fringe groups. You know, uh, I'm fighting for this right, and I'm fighting for that right. And the vast majority of people, 
you know, these conservatives, the guy who's only worried about his wife, uh, his kids, his house, doesn't do a darn thing. He doesn't defend it. As a matter of fact, we saw during the whole lockdown, if that guy owns a business, the government said lock down and put yourself out of business. He did. He did. You know, it's, 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 pretty, uh, it's pretty scary. And these people will go up, and I always say, I've said the one guy, I says, you know, my opinion on this is I want to see more research, more data on the vaccines. I want to see what's going to happen five years down the road because, you know, with all of these booster shots, you're effectively giving government total control of whether you live or not. You're giving them free access to your veins. Free access to your life. Yeah. Wait a minute. Every six months now, you're going to have to get an injection or you might die from the common cold. I mean, think about it. If we're going to be vaccinating that much, and where does it stop? Right now, it's the COVID health passport. When's it going to be? Do you have Ebola? Yep. Do you have the flu? Uh, how about your toxicology report? I mean, they're going to be given all of that. And every time, you're going to have to prove that somebody's injected you with something before you can go grocery shopping. You know, before you can hold down a job. I mean... They don't stop. I mean, remember, this whole thing started with two weeks to flatten the curve. And now we're, we're at no jab, no job. Yeah. They've broken every single promise they've made so far. Why? Yeah. Why do you believe them? Why do you believe them? Get rid of them. Ignore them. Take away their power. They lie worse than we do. We don't lie. Well, yeah. Well, well, it depends. We're on, actors. We're actors. I think that's the whole thing. I mean, we're at least honest about the fact that you know we we lie. You know, you the look pizza at boy is not a real pizza boy. Yeah, but we're honest about who what we are, and we're we deliver about, what's on the box. So let's just say that. Yeah. You know, I, I I gotta say this much is that George Orwell was a prophet. In what way? Well, one of the things, like, I mean, he depicted how society just snaps behind line, you know, for Big Brother. And we're looking at Big Brother right now. And one of the things that he had said was that ignorance is strength. Okay, now it's not strength for the ignorant person. I mean, the ignorant person goes out and does absolutely no research whatsoever. I mean, they, they sit back, they turn on cable news, they go to Facebook. That's not research. That's repeating the popular opinion. That's repeating what somebody else has already said. That's not actual research. I mean, sitting down and taking a, a weekend to learn how to do statistics, because you can teach yourself statistics from the internet. It's not that hard. And then you can go to a site like World of Meters and get all of the numbers and crunch it yourself. That is research. I mean, you don't have to be a scientist to do that. Oh, especially today. You just pull up the calculator. Yeah. And does 90% of the work for you? Yeah, well, this is just it. I mean, do the statistical analysis. Your percentage chance of dying from COVID is low. Very low, even if you're not healthy. I mean, it doesn't take a, a genius to figure that out. And I think he was very right because, you see, the public is ignorant. The vast majority of these people who are, ig are ignorant and the people who are stronger because of it are all these bureaucrats. Funny thing is about all of it, the, uh, I was reading that the most 
skeptical group, the most vaccine-hesitant group of people with PhDs. Because they know better and they can do freaking stats, yeah. Yeah, because they can do it. The second group right behind them are people who never, either never went to high school or never finished it. Because they're used to being uh, taken advantage of. Yeah, they don't trust automatically. And I get that. They know they aren't smart, so they have their guard up. Uh, you know, you know that there's a hustle going on constantly, so yeah. And I think it's funny because I think what we're seeing here is that the middle class is probably going to get wiped out in some way by this. It's going to be devastated, financially at the very least. You know, something's going to happen. Uh, the other thing that gets me uh, with the, all the injection situation here are doctors. I thought you guys took an oath to do no harm. I mean, where's your due diligence? Yeah. And so few of you are speaking out. I mean, you got America's frontline doctors, that's one group, but by and large, why am I not seeing, I mean, if you were truly, truly being moral and upholding your oath, you would come out and say, hey, look it, this is what's going on. And you don't. Uh, yeah, absolutely don't. And I think a lot of people expect uh, they have this image of a doctor and that they are some sort of super genius of medicine and yeah. they they're constantly developing new treatments, new cures. They're not. They're well, you they were not. told a few things in school and they're just implementing it and repeating it over and over yeah. again for each patient yeah. that goes you, through. You, you got me there. And when something comes down from, let's say, the World Health Organization or something, and it says, hey, do this, if this, then that, they don't question it. They just start going, if this, then that. Even if, like, two months ago, it was something completely different. Yeah. You got me there. You know, the uh, CDC, World Health, or whatever, sends the hospital president a whole bunch of freaking pamphlets or a journal or something to that effect, and then he distributes it to the people out on the floor. And they all sit there like drones going, yeah, and, and then everybody comes through according to this is automatically bang. Something I like to point out is that the medical industry is in a perpetual dark age. Yeah. No matter what they do, if you look at the history of medicine, everything before today is a medical it would be considered freaking dark ages. Like, not so long ago, we had people in insane asylums getting freaking electroshocks and freaking lobotomies with ice picks. And back in the day, those things were perfectly normal. And the same, don't you kid yourself, the same thing is going to be said tomorrow about the medicine of today. Yeah. It's, they're all quacks. It's just a question of time before we all decide to call them quacks. Yeah, well, you know. This is, this is the reason why it comes down to my whole thing. You better take care of your own body. Yeah. The only person who knows your body is you. No one knows yourself better than yourself. And I always say to the same thing, too. You know, I don't like new revolutionary treatments. I'm like, you know, if you're going to treat me with something, give me something that you did 20 years ago. That's proven and established. Yep. Yeah. And let me look at the data. I mean, doctors laughed off the first doctor to suggest... Hey, you know, guys, maybe we should wash our hands and our instruments before operating on someone? Oh, yeah. 
Well, also think about it too, you know, how many doctors back in the 40s and the 50s were saying, hey, these cigarettes are good for you. Oh, you They're don't. Un- Let's blow cigarette smoke up your ass. Yeah, well, they did do that too. I mean, you know. And, and you also got to think about the medical communities doesn't exactly have a good history of medical ethics too. I mean, you know, how many of them were grave robbers? I mean, it wasn't just, it wasn't that long well, ago. They weren't themselves grave robbers, but they were knowingly buying grave robbers. Well, no, graves. there was a few. There was just as many that went out and dug them up. The original guys went up and dug them up themselves. I mean, you got to think about it. You know, you just... Well, we there was a time in England where what you could get freaking executed for as a crime was actually made insane up to, like, petty theft. Just to fuel the hospital's need for dissecting yeah. bodies, and they weren't as much dissecting bodies to advance medical science. They were having operation theater. The term operation theater, which is the room where you perform an operation, comes from the fact that it used to be an actual theater where these people would have people pay to come in and see them cut up a, bo- a human body. Yeah. So you know, not exactly what I call an ethical industry. No, it's not. Yeah. But, you know, we if can, anything, I would say they're worse capitalists than us. We have more of a moral backbone than You most. know what? That's a scary thought. When we, who are adult industry producers and performers, can take the moral high ground, I mean, that's a really scary, it is. scary It's thought. terrifying. It's a terrifying And you're not entrusting us with your life. You're entrusting them with yours. Yeah. Because, you know, if you talk to me and so forth like that, I, well, you know, there are certain things that I don't film. You'd never get me filming. And yet, because of our business model, our business model, because we deal mainly with the private collector, we've had people who want, shall we say, certain exotic things. And we've had people who uh, want these exotic things. They've got a lot of money. And they've given us every single assurance under the sun because they have a lot of power. Oh, it'll be fine. Just line it up. I'll take care of you. And what have I always said? Find no. somebody else. Yep. Why not? I don't even want to know it. I mean, you know, if somebody came to... And you've seen that. Because we've been approached. I remove myself as far from them as possible. You know, and I'm very nice to them, very polite. I know what I'm dealing with over here. This is a guy who could snap his fingers and make me vanish. It's a guy who could snap his fingers and make me a monster. Because they can make the evidence. And I stay clear. I'm very polite. You know, you've got your thing, whatnot. And as soon as they realize I'm not going to open my mouth, I don't know them, I don't want to know them, I just drop the whole issue, they tend to leave us alone. But yeah, we, we get that. And... You know, this this is the game that goes on with people. And when we can play the moral high ground, because you will never see me film child porn. You will never see me film bestiality, because I'm an animal lover. You will never see me film a snuff film, and yet I guarantee you I can find it on the internet. I can find all of that on the internet. All right? And the internet service providers, they profit from it. They know what's going on. They don't shut it down. You know, so, yeah. Big tech and these scientists have never had a moral background, uh, backbone in their lives. I mean, they don't think twice of stealing and cheating and, and whatnot. Well, how much did 
freaking did, did we gain from Nazi experiments? Yeah. Well, Joseph Mengele was a doctor, wasn't he? Yeah. You know, think about that. You know, and all of that information that came. You know, I always said to myself, you know, if I woke up tomorrow and I was suddenly back in time and I was somehow given the power, I would have every single document, dossier, everything. From the rocket program to the medical thing destroyed. I'm not so sure if I personally would destroy it. Because in a way, these people have died, they have suffered, and destroying it kind of makes it less than. See, that's they how died you do less it. than nothing. But the problem is this by not destroying it, you leave the incentive for the next monster. These characters over here, I'm going to say this. I don't think they need that well, incentive. Look at, I don't think they need that incentive. Like, all right. The sick and the deranged, the sociopath, is going to okay. do it regardless. Okay. Let's take... If you can gain something from it, all the better, but... I see I where you're you, going. The root, I think you should go after the root, uh, like the root problem the person actually goes out I and see, does these atrocities. I see where you're going, and I acknowledge it. Here's my perspective on it. Jeffrey Epstein, all right? He was having a great old time. I mean, he was doing what he was doing, okay? And then he killed himself. Some people say he didn't, some say he did. He's dead. If, on the other hand, all right, if I came along and I wiped out all of that stuff, and I said, that's it, there's none of it there, the next guy that comes along is going to say, I might not even get a chance to have a good time. And it's going to get wiped out. I mean, it literally becomes, in lack of a better way of putting it, a murder-suicide. And I think on some level, you're still going to have murder-suicides, but I think on some level, you're going to have guys that are going to turn around and say, you know what, I'm not going to get to enjoy my life. Think about like a serial killer. Serial killers are always having a great old time. They love what they do. What if the first house they came into, they did what they did, they walked out the door, and they got the head cut off. It ended right there. Hmm. On some level, if they had that assurance that they're going to have no legacy of this, they're going to have nothing out of it, that whatever they've done is fleeting, I think that's going to discourage 90% of them. To me... Okay, I see your logic. That my, that's my logic. To me, it's the same thing of taking the guy's head and stick it on a stake and say, you do this, this happens to you. And I think in the case of government, because, I mean, we, we, we've got thousands of years of government atrocity. This has been going on forever. In the 20th century, everything went into overdrive. How much war did we have in the 20th century? How much government politics, manipulations, games? I mean, you know, we had the government that at one time was feeding children radioactive oatmeal that was spraying uh, poor neighborhoods with chemicals to see what was going to happen to the people. I mean, these, these things have gone on, and it's, it didn't go on that long ago. I mean, it's been going on for quite some time. People, yet the public turns a blind eye. And the public turns around and says, hey, you know, we're here to believe in you. Like prior to COVID, how many people would have said they don't trust the government? Now they all freaking, they all go out and, oh, yes, 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 get, get vaccinated, get vaccinated. And if anyone says, hey, I don't trust my government, ah, oh, yeah, I got spared. You know, this is just the comedy of it all over here, okay? 
Now that the government's actually making a move, you're back to... Let's, let's just put it to you this way here for a second. Here's the comedy of errors, okay? If you were to take one of these noble, conservative people, the average person, the, the, this, this salt of the earth, never does anything wrong sort of thing, does what he's told, and you put him in a room with us, and you were to put Biden beside us, and we was asked, what is the weather outside? And if they were told that one of us was going to lie, who do you think they would automatically assume the liars are? Us. Us. Yeah. Ironically, uh, right. we in the porn industry are... Because they're bigger douchebags than politicians. They would just naturally assume it's us. That they're the ones that are going to lie. If somebody's going to lie, it's them. Which is insane. Like, when's the last time a pornographer started a war? Uh, I never did. Never have I. I never did. Okay. When was the last time that anybody like my line of work would ever even fight in one? I don't care. It's your war, not mine. Yep. What do you want me to do, pal? Uh, you want me to film this general having sex with a girl? Okay. How old's the girl? Are there any releases on it? Okay. So uh, there's going to be releases on it. Uh, well, whatever. Okay, I'll film it. Go away. Where's my money? We, we really are, in the world of personalities, we're, uh, we're sigmas. And I don't know if people know what that is, okay? I mean, um, your alpha males, your alpha people, because it's men and women, are very much, uh, you know, they're your generals, they're your politicians. They're, they're your leader, natural born leaders. They're natural born leaders. Uh, your betas are pretty much the mass public. Everybody's putting a mask on now and whatnot. They're beta. They, they follow. They follow. They do what they're told. Yeah. We're your sigmas. Mercenaries. We don't we're, care. You can't order us to do a damn thing. We do our own thing. We march to our own beat. We're not going to follow you. It's like, whatever. It's the whole thing. I, and we don't care about having a bunch of followers either. Yeah. So we're not an alpha. Yeah, I don't want people following me. You, you slow me down. Okay, I don't care what your opinions. I don't care what it is. I'm here for a specific agenda, and that is to make a buck. And they've made that very difficult to do with COVID. So yeah, they've made it difficult for everyone. Oh, everyone except for a very select few. I mean, oh, yeah. Companies like Amazon, Google, all these big tech groups. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's the guys at the top of the pyramid. You know, yeah. it's always it's always the same thing. And it's always been like that. Anyway, I think we've kind of hashed this out as far as we can hash it out, huh? Yeah. Any longer, you're going to start losing people. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, definitely interesting times that we live in, isn't it? It's, yeah. Like that old Chinese proverb, may you live in interesting times. Yeah, I could do with some boredom right about now. Anyway, uh, we'll sign off right over here, and we'll pick this up with something else uh, later on, maybe in the week. I'm Hamilton Steele. Have I'm a, ghosts. Yeah, have yeah. yourselves a good one. Bye.